Welcome to Loving the Christ Life. I'm Brad Wilson. Our great producer each week, Teresa Ferraro, came up with the title of this podcast, Loving the Christ Life, and I love it. It's so perfect for what we bring you each week as we go into the archives of the Christ Life Fellowship and pull out wonderful, blessed teachings from Warren Litzman. He spent 50 years studying Paul's epistles, Paul's writing, the In Christ message, and every week we bring you a different teaching from Warren Litzman. Right now we're in Romans 7. Let's get right into it. Here's Warren. Greetings dear friends. So glad you tuned in today. We're studying in Romans 7 and we're in the first verse of Romans 7. And I'm trying to take it easy going through that because so many people are not aware of Romans 7 and the place it fits into God's plan, His program. And so I'm trying to make it a little bit clearer and easier for you to understand. Now, I have written many sub, many articles and even books dealing with Romans 7. So I'll not get into all that. But I want to just go verse by verse, line by line, and talk to you about the things that are here involved to us in Romans 7. It's a powerful chapter, and it fits right into what... Uh, the Apostle Paul had tell us about what was ours in in Christ. So we're going to get into that word here just just shortly. And I hope that you're ready for it. We're in Romans 7. We talked about know, the first word. Know ye not, brethren. The brethren here are Christians. They're Christians. They're brethren. My brothers and sisters in the Lord are a key to my relationship to God. It is strange that we have hundreds and thousands of different denominations who are all trying to be a little bit different so they can reach somebody they, they think ought to hear what they have to say. And if they're genuinely saved and Christ is in them, they've been baptized into Christ, as Paul says. If they have been baptized into Christ, they all have the same salvation. You get it? There's not a group anywhere under God that teaches salvation that is not the salvation where God places His Son in the believer. It's Christ's life. It's not the believer's life. It's Christ's life. It's not the believer's ways and ideas and understanding. It's Christ's life. Now, they still have a mind of their own. That's down in soul. A soul does not judge what God did to save a sinner. He put another life in them. So that Paul could say, the life I now live, I now live, is Christ. 
That's what I come to tell you. That's what my message is all about. I can preach a lot of things to you. But these are the things that are going to run right up to the rapture. There's no messing around on my part. There's no trying to make you feel better on my part or make you feel worse. I'm not trying to make you feel anything at all. I'm trying to get you to understand the scriptures and to get in them for yourself. Get into the scriptures for yourself. Let's go back to Romans 7 and 1. It says, Know ye not, brethren, for I speak to them that know the law. Now we got to talk a little about that. That's, that's, a, that's a far out statement. Them that know the law. Who are those that he would be talking to there and would be brethren, saved people, God's children, Christ's life in them? If that's already happened to them, are there still some people there that are in the law? Didn't say that. What it said was, I speak to them that know the law. Now, when I first started preaching as, as a, a boy preacher, young, very young, I preached the law. I figured people didn't get anything out of the scripture unless I could tell them, don't do this, don't do that, don't, don't go here, don't go there, don't think like this or think like that. Or, if you do, you're going to hell. I used to preach that. I preached it right out of the scriptures. I had multitude of scriptures that were saying, don't do this, don't do that, and those that do these things will go to hell. We've gotten away from that today. I still preach those things because they're in the Bible, and when I come across them in the scriptures, if I'm preparing something from those scriptures, I'll speak on that subject. But you know, there's not much talk about sinners today. We said that in earlier day this week. Sin has lost its position. It's just hardly a nothing to church people nowadays, and especially to the world. But it's not sin only that's a problem. Not sin only. What is a great problem along with it is that people don't know when they accept Jesus Christ as their Savior that He is comes in. This is God's part now. Man has nothing to do with it. He comes in to the life, to the spirit of that believer and pushes the devil out and destroys the works of the devil that was in that heart and mind. Isn't that wonderful to know that you can come to God and start out with a blank, blank page? But that's kind of hard to do nowadays either because there's more psychology in this pulpit, seems like, than there is spirit. And the reason for that is we've gotten away from what God does when one's saved and start talking about what we do before or after we're saved. 
Just a quick break. We'll be back to Warren in just a moment. Let me remind you that we are in the book of Romans, chapter 7. We'll get right back. In the meantime, please visit our website, christ-life.org. When you get a chance, go to the website, read all about us, this In Christ message, and remember that Warren has published more than 30 books and hundreds of CDs and videos on this great message, Paul's message, of Christ living in the believer as their only life. Such an important message, and Warren studied it for 50 years. Go to christ-life.org, read all about it yourself, and check out some of the materials from our bookstore. Now, back to Warren. So easy to be misled. So easy to be put on a wrong trap track, and that's where we are today. That's where religion is today. It's wrong. It's on the wrong track. It's doing what man says to do. It's doing what men want to hear. And the end result of it is they're not getting the gospel. So Paul starts in this verse by saying, Know ye not, brethren, for I speak unto them that know the law. Now, did he have people following him who were law people? Didn't say that. Not what the scripture says. He says, I'm going to speak to them that know the law. So I get a lot of great help because I once knew the law. I knew the law so well, I'd go to hell if I didn't do the right thing, just like the scripture said. But now I know that when I sin, when I fail God, I can jump right over into 1 John 1 and say I have sinned. I know that I have sinned. I ask you to forgive me, Father, and he forgives us. Why? Because that sin's already covered at the cross. My past sin was covered. My present sin was covered. My future sin was covered. These are things I need to know. Well, you said people just run through life and just keep on sinning. If they're dumb, if they're ignorant, if they're stupid, if maybe they can't read. I find a lot of preachers can't read. If they can't take what the scriptures say, if they don't understand what the scriptures say, then obviously they're turning to something else to define those scriptures for somebody to tell them what those scriptures mean and cut out the understanding of the believer. Your understanding comes from the Holy Spirit, first and foremost. And you sit down and read this Bible, you've got to be led of the Spirit. He's, he's the one that was placed in your soul that you would be led of the Spirit. Obey Him. Do what He says. Let Him teach you. You may have to go through some verses a hundred times before you get their meaning or before you're able to clear out enough junk in your mind for the Holy Spirit to place something else there. Think about it. Think about it. So the verse says here, Know ye not, brethren, for I speak to them that know the law. So many people who did follow Paul, and so did Paul himself have lived under the law, had lived under the law, had been a part of the law, had taught the law. 
good thing for God's revelatory powers. For among the first things that Paul re had revealed to him by Jesus himself in one of their many meetings where Paul learned the new life in Christ, one of the things Jesus told him was, lay aside your past. Your past has nothing to do with the present or the future. Lay it all aside. We're not going to use that. We're not going to use the words that were said to somebody in the Old Testament. We're not going to use the words that Jesus of Nazareth said when he was on earth himself under the law. What are you going to use then? I'm going to give you new texts, new scriptures, new understanding, a new gospel. And that's what I want you to preach. So it isn't unusual that Paul might have had some law keepers there. Everywhere I go, wherever I go, I am certain that I have a law keeper sitting in the crowd. They just kind of blink their eyes at me and say, well, he just doesn't know. He just doesn't understand. Or he'd be preaching against that. I do preach against sin. I hate sin. Sin is a thing God hated more than any other one thing. Sin itself. But when he gave us a new gospel, he gave us such an easy way out. Confess your sin, turn it over to God, get up and go on. Don't live with it. Don't say that's you, that's the way I am, that's the way I was born. Don't say that when you were born again, you're a new creature in Christ Jesus. A new creature in Christ Jesus. Oh, he said, I know. I got folks listening to me who are under the law. I know that. But his next line says something all important. For the law hath dominion over a man as long as he liveth. You think Paul got that from Jesus? I think so. Because Jesus was in the Father's house for the 4,000 years that men were under the law, and he saw and he heard and he figured it all out. So he says to Paul here and to everybody who reads this, that the law which you believed would save you, the law which you believed was God's law and you had to obey it or you're not a godly person. He said, that law is going to have dominion over a man as long as he lives. Oh my goodness. I've been talking about people free of the law. I talk about when people come to God they're through with the law. The law can't help them anymore. But Paul's going into a deeper point here. We're going to get to it. I won't get to it for some time because it's down several more verses yet. But why is he talking like this? He's letting the people know who live under the law that the law is going to have dominion over them as long as they live. If 
they don't get a new life. You'll never get a new mind. So that's why he says the law will always be there in your mind. But you can have a new life. The life. That's the inner man. That's the man that Christ Jesus has come to be a part of. He that is joined to the Lord is joined to the Lord in spirit. And that becomes one spirit. Swallowed up. Man swallowed up. His past. His law keeping. His whole thing is swallowed up. Because it's not going to be him doing right that makes him righteous. What's going to make him righteous is Christ lives in him. That's what's going to make him righteous. Well, I could go on and on here, but I'll be back to this. God love you till we meet again. Bye-bye. Another exciting and important message from Warren Litzman from the book of Romans, Romans 7. That's where we are right now. We hope you've enjoyed this broadcast, and we hope you will tell others, help us spread this news. Warren's dream was to get this message around the world, and that's what we're trying to do through these podcasts. Tell others about it. It's so important to learn this in Christ message. Our thanks to Robbie Litzman. She lets us go into the archives each week to find these messages to bring to you. Valerie Hill does our Twitter account. Tammy Laycock does the weekly podcast notes. And this program is produced weekly by Teresa Ferraro from the Christ Life Fellowship. Until next time, I'm Brad Wilson, loving the Christ life.